5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. As with our episode yesterday, we are going to randomly generate a Bible verse and see what kind of things we get from it. So today... Um, We're going to read from the Revised Standard Version, which is the RSV, and it's a pretty good translation, and it's from, uh, and the random verse that came up was 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 6, verse 10, but I figured this is what we're going to do today, and this is what I would do with any passage, is put it in context. And so we're going to read the context all you know the verses before it as well and find what we can learn from that today so we put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry but as servants of god we commend ourselves in every way through great endurance in afflictions hardships calamities beatings imprisonment tumults labors watching hunger by purity knowledge forbearance kindness the holy spirit genuine love truthful speech and the power of god with the weapons of righteousness for the right and for the left in honor and in dishonor in ill repute and good repute we are treated as impostors and yet are true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold we live, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing everything. Um, I think it's a great passage, and it actually has, you know, much to do with, um, has a little bit to do with, with what we had even talked about yesterday with the blessings and the curses, and both of them trying to come out of the mouth of the Christian. And so we're going to talk about that here in a second. But this, sometimes people call Paul a fanatic. And I think that when you start to break down this verse, this verse doesn't necessarily, I mean, well, I would say then we should be looking at Paul here like everyone should be this kind of fanatic then. You know, so we break it down and it says, so we put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found in us. So it's an important for us to be able to consider, you know, what we might look like, what's the awareness that we have um, of others and others towards us. And so if we're careful, if we are understanding that, yes, this even matters, right? Because we need to be able to be found amongst people so that they can understand. They can understand who we are. And if there is those bumps in, in the road, those things that are hard to get over, like then, then those are going to be the stumbling blocks. And this is how, you know, Paul is saying he's careful, how careful he is to be before all people. You know, this uh, ministry that he has, as he kind of flows through in, in those next verses, I think it's uh, four through seven, uh, the, Paul shows us how this ministry has also been, um, you know, stamped by God, you know, given some approval towards it. And, you know, then in those 8 and 10, these are always great because Lutherans love paradox. And this whole, 
um, verses 8 through 10, it's just a whole bunch of series of paradoxes. And, and a paradox, if, if you don't know, there's one end and there's another end. And, and so in those paradoxes, there's tension. And those are the things that you hear, you know, such as, you know, we're treated as imposters, yet are true, unknown, yet well-known as dying and behold, we live, right? These are, you know, you get death, you get life. I mean, these are, you know, the, the tensions, the paradoxes that Paul is putting before us. So when you see this, you start off with this whole uh, the, this whole idea, this obstacle. He doesn't want to put obstacles in anyone's way because he wants people to know and to be able to hear the truth of the gospel. And so when you get into, you know, those other parts then, when you start to break it down, you see Paul's like, here's some of the things that I've been through, you know, and, uh, you know, they were, he's, he's, He's kind of reaffirming, as as many do, when you start to work for the gospel, there's going to be things thrown in your path. If you've been a worker for the gospel, and I'm not just talking about paid professionals, um, I'm talking about working for the gospel, you'll see that there are going to be things put in your path that are going to make it difficult for you. So Paul outlines that because every follower of Christ should know this. Because they need to be able to think in advance. What happens when hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonment, you know, you know, all of these issues that come in the way, like, what am I going to do with it? It's not when they come, it's if they, you know, like, or if they, that's not if they come, it's when they come, right? And this is what we need to be aware of. How is it that we are going to face this? There are going to be people that do not like us, as this points out here. And yet, it says, with the weapons of righteousness for the right and left. It's funny, um, in a different translation of this, they talked about, you know, the weapon on the right is for um, offense, and the, the weapon on the left is for defense. And so it's, it's, it's kind of funny the way that they, they put that. Um, in this RSV, it's just saying there's, there's weapons of righteousness, you know, for the right and the left hand. So you're easily, right, there's a balance to it. Um, and it's funny how we talk about, like, you know, weapons of offense. And the things that, that uh, Paul liked to use as a weapon of offense was just the Word of God. Right, just give them the word. This is the way that Jesus fought his battle with Satan in the temptation. All right, he says, Here, aren't you hungry? Yep, I haven't eaten for 40 days and 40 nights. I am hungry. Right, turn the bread or rock into bread, and and then you're gonna fulfill it. Nah, like you know, man cannot live by bread alone, right? Which is a Bible passage. Old Testament scripture, right? And every single temptation is met with the Word of God, right? Because that's the way that we're going to fight. We should not be throwing stones. We should not be picking up our swords to slash people's ears off. We should not be doing this. This Our offense is the Word. This is what Paul is even trying to say, these weapons of righteousness, and this is when we get into those uh, paradoxes. So these are, you know, the ways even people would treat us, right? So we are treated as imposters. 
and yet are true. Right, so Paul's saying, I mean, how many times, you know, Paul on both sides, right, whether it was the the Jewish people, the Gentile people, or even the Christians, right, that are both. And all of them at one point in time were looking at Paul as an imposter. They're like, how can you be this if you were once that, right? So you were once a Pharisee that were killing people, killing these or leading these Christians to their death, and now you're one of them? Doesn't make sense. You must be an imposter. Same on the other side. When he came and said, hey, I'm a follower of Jesus, now they're like, no, you used to lead us to our death. That doesn't make sense. You must be an imposter. And so there are many things that happen. When you see a change in your life, people might be looking at you and saying, you must be an imposter because you used to be this and you can't be that now. This can't be true at the same time. And you're like, but hold up. This is where the paradox comes in. It's the same thing, a paradox of sinner-saint. How are we both a sinner and a saint? How are we both an imposter and yet true? How are we both being, you know, dying and yet live? How are we punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always full of joy, as poor and yet making people rich through the words of Scripture, as having nothing and yet possessing everything? You see, there's the part that both are true. And you're like, but how can they be? And this is where the paradox comes in. A paradox says that both can be true, and we're trying to always break the tension between the paradox. Well, one must be more right than another. And when we try to break the paradoxes, we then find ourselves shattered. Because really, many times, we can seem to be imposters especially as we talked about yesterday with the two things coming out of our mouths, right? Both curses and praising. How can that be? Imposters. Yet we are rich. We have the rejoicing, the joy. We're full of the joy of God in us, right? And yet sometimes we are also filled with sorrow. And we're like, how can sorrow and joy inhabit the same You see, this is God in us. These are the ways that God is working through us. And I feel like this passage really has a lot to speak towards us as followers of Christ today, because it can lead us to understand, yeah, we we don't want to put obstacles in people's way. We're trying to be able to say, yep, we have been afflicted, and yet... As we walk forward, we can get so discouraged by what people either don't utilize us, don't look at us, don't accept our our words, our work, and as we walk forward, we say, yes, but these are the things that are going to remain true. God has made us rich. (laughs) We possess everything. Do you believe that today? Do you see that God has given you the riches of the kingdom here and now and also for eternity? All right, everybody, we're going to end there for today. We'll be back again tomorrow. Take care.